episode 144. I'm here with David and Lewis. Hey, hey. Hey, I forgot we do do a podcast, don't we? It's only been a couple weeks. And this is Bobby. And we're back in case you forgot about us as Lewis. You may have forgotten about us ourselves as well. We, we yeah. have well we haven't we haven't done this since last year. Oh god. I, I, You're one of <laughs> I those certainly people. forgot your guys' names. Uh that that's that's for <laughs> sure. Um <laughs> I have a, I have like a little, a little icon of, of Bobby's head, so I kind of remember his head shape, but that's about it. Like, Lewis, I see you all the time. I, your, your face is ingrained in my head. I haven't seen you since last year either. <laughs> oh my gosh! It's, it's been, it's been so long. There's been so much stuff. It's, I mean, like there literally has been so much stuff. Um, yeah. I mean, Christmas and New Year's came and went, and we're almost in February now. So, yeah, it does seem like a very long time. Well, you know, much much like uh, we saw, I saw you guys in January. We saw well, you at Nini's, on the, uh, Mackenzie's thing. Oh yeah, yeah. You guys um, are fucking ridiculous. Wasn't that ridiculous. like what? this? Is why we do this show, Bobby? <laughs> because we're ridiculous. Jeez, well, it's all the well, it's all these all we'll these feelings for something that to to not have feelings for. I mean, jeez, like, it's been dude, a couple seriously, weeks. Seriously, man, we're over here. We're over here trying to like. Stir up a little bit of chemistry, stir up the pot, and then here comes Bobby. Just bleh, knocks the pot over. He's like, you're not oh, stirring up the it's pot. You're not, stir- you're not stirring you up did. the pot. You're you making it mushy. You you're making it. it a, you're making it mush. I'm the one that's stirring it up. I'm the conflict, homie. But, but for, real, <laughs> for real though, guys, I missed you. I missed you because I love you guys. You're all right. <laughs> yeah. yeah, there's Bobby. <laughs> I was I was practically I was practically happy when we were in podcasting. <laughs> <laughs> Believe it or not, I today I was in I was I was in the happiest mood in my life and then we started this show and everything just <laughs> No, I I didn't have a, I didn't have an amazing day today. I did not. <laughs> I, I didn't have an amazing day, but ironically, this is still my low light of the day. <laughs> uh, yes. I mean, when it start when it starts off when it starts off waiting in front of my computer for twenty minutes because David can't connect and I'm falling asleep, and then we have to start recording. It's just like you know, different hey, different come things. On, man. We're, I'm I'm still new to this. It's only 144 episodes. <laughs> yes. I still I have issues with this freaking computer. Well. You know, and you're an issue and, and, and you work as an IT manager. Here's that. Yeah. Here, that's, yeah. that's that's the thing right there. You know, that's that's a, that's what irks me. I'm, I manage. I manage now. Like seriously, I've forgotten a lot of this. Oh, that's stuff true. That that's true. Because that's what happens when you start managing. Yeah, that's true. You're right. Exactly. So yeah, you, that's been a few years now. It's been a few years now that you're not really paying attention. Yeah, you're right. Okay, I'll, I'll leave you yeah, alone on that that's one. That's the thing. Paul is forgiven. People always say about managers. Oh, they don't. Yeah. They don't know what it's like. I it's still, true. I still had my joke there, and I got the reaction from Lewis. So I got, I got, I got paid. So I'm good. <laughs> we, are we paying per joke here? What's going on? Per punchline? You don't even see it. Your Apple Pay's just automatically just, hit it. Yeah, for real. My Venmo is empty. <laughs> <laughs> on a separate an email note, from I eBay. Being like, yeah, like, hey, you got a lot of activity here. <laughs> yeah, Bobby. Bobby went to comedy school. <laughs> Whatever. Not a, this has been not a very good one. Apparently, apparently, last year's uh, uh, Venmo fund paid for whatever this year's semester of comedy school that Bobby took. <laughs> oh jeez. Whatever. Uh, you guys are Whatever. horrible. 
Oh, sorry. Did, David, denies, now, Bobby? David denies. David denies because David denies his things that he sees straight in plain view. Like, go on. I'm hilarious, homie. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> God damn, you are okay. blind. <laughs> I was gonna say this computer hasn't been touched since the last time we podcasted. As a matter of fact, when I came to wake it up. The, oh, yeah, there's uh, no reason to. The, the, image, the, the image of the camera um, from where I was sitting last was still, like, frozen up on the screen. And I was like, oh, that's not good. Oh. Like, yeah. everything I touched <laughs> was just like, oh, it's not doing anything. So I'm like, oh, okay. <laughs> and, and like a true IT person, I went for the reboot, and everything's working now. So it's all good. So you left it on sleep that whole time? Apparently. Jeez. I mean. <laughs> that you know, old when system, it, when I only, mean. When it's only idle for, like. A few days, it's not a big deal, but apparently yeah. it doesn't like being idle for more than a month. Yeah, well, it's, yeah, yeah, it's an it's, it's an old <laughs> Come on, man! I got Linux servers that run for like three think, years yeah. without having. I think it's older than your youngest child. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Yeah, I, I get the. I get only only the best in my house, Bobby. <laughs> no, I mean it still works. It still does does its job. It does. It's yeah. a little bit slower. That's all. I got a I got a display that I got with cinema display. What when when was that first? They came out the twenty three inch ones. Like two thousand six, two thousand seven. Yeah, I think it's still, still going, man. I'm, I'm still working I, on it right yeah, now. Right yeah, I've of got it. a bunch of them at work. They work yeah. great. They're better I than they They last longer than the Thunderbolt displays did. Mm hmm. Mm hmm. Mm -hmm. Well, I didn't have I didn't have those, so I don't know. I, yeah, I've been I had, I've been on the cinema display. Yeah, we had a few, and they they like they literally just burned out. Like the video cards went bad in them. It was crazy. Um, freaking Apple, man. All right, that's been the Apple segment. Uh, <laughs> what's what's going on with you, Lewis? Uh, not much. Um, I guess same old, same old. Just you know, work had my had a very tiring weekend. Had an inventory at my job. And, oh, uh, that was just recently. Yeah, that that was on. Saturday, and uh, and then I had to open the next day at work, so that was not fun. And then just coupled with and the fact that I just that. couldn't even sleep, period. And and then I was running on two two and a half hours of sleep the next day. Was uh, yeah, it wasn't a fun weekend for me. Uh, and then uh, yeah, here I am now, sort of awake, I guess. <laughs> you were just laughing your ass off, like. Well, you're, Over you're less than well, you're sixty seconds ago. Yeah, but you were fucking <laughs> hilarious then. <laughs> you're like, but now I'm asleep. Now you're yeah. <laughs> now, now you got back into that. Oh, Bobby went back and got controversial again. <laughs> well, I, I I can tell you guys, uh, you know, personally, I, I it, it's been well. We saw each other like what two three weeks ago, let's say. Um, I I've been I I really haven't been uh, on on the beer. All that much, I, I I feel like I'm I'm sort of starting to slim down because we haven't done the show, so I haven't had a reason to drink. Um, but, that's, uh, sad. that's sad. That's <laughs> sad. I only know, drink as, when I podcast. As as per tradition. <laughs> Here we go. Let's get the show started. So we're doing okay. balls and beers. No, 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 we're not. No. <laughs> not yet. He's, we, he's just, he's just toasting ago. it. Come on, this is he's just toasting this is pre -season it. Pre-season drinking, right. man. Come on. Pre-season drinking. It. Fair enough. I don't fair know, enough. Dave. You sound the same weight, though. Ah, very <laughs> funny. Yeah. Uh, they say the last 10 pounds is in the you voice, what, and that's the hardest thing to get rid of. 
You know what, Bobby? What happened? What happened? Take my meatball too. Take my take my money as well. <laughs> Hold on, I'm getting notifications. <laughs> Screw you, Bobby. <laughs> I had to. It, you know what? I didn't think about. I wasn't thinking at it at all. But I'm pretty sure Bobby was like. Yeah, this guy just loomed it up for me. I'm taking it. Dude, you laid it up <laughs> yeah. and I'm waiting. I'm like, okay, uh-huh, uh-huh, uh-huh. <laughs> you know what? You don't sound like you lost weight. <laughs> oh, God. Thanks a lot. Uh, Thank you, anyways. <laughs> no, I gained a ton of weight because I've been drinking more. But So I've stopped this past, like, I've stopped for like a, a week now. Yeah, I'm good. Yeah, I, I stopped for a week and I'm good. I, I'm no and longer. Now I got an eight pack. No, no, I'm just I got really fat, so I got to chill. <laughs> yeah, all those ho- all those holiday pounds is starting to bother me. Oh man, yeah. Well, yeah, all those holiday pounds. I guess so. Okay. Oh, well. All right. Fair enough. All right. Well, yeah. Uh, well, well, <laughs> well, we did. We talk about galaxies, right? Yeah. Let's we, go ahead. We start. We talk about what, what we can. There's a lot of there's a lot of stuff that we missed in that past good. month. Good God, settle in for a good three and a half hour podcast here, people. Oh, God. No, all right, later. <laughs> yeah, Bobby's going to bed. Um, I'm sure he'll wake up when the joke comes up. Yeah, <laughs> it's time to call me fat again. That's what <laughs> maybe, I'm not saying, maybe. I'm not saying you are, I say sound. <laughs> Just <laughs> Just yeah, I've been trying to play. I've been trying to get a FIFA game in with with uh, with you, Bobby, for a couple of days. Maybe, That's not exercise, maybe I should Dave. just text you like, "Hey, man, do you want to listen to me breathe?" That oh happen. no, you don't do that. That you don't do that anymore. I, like once you once you became aware. <laughs> I, I I have to work very hard every single day. Like in the car, I'm like, <laughs> I get it all out. <laughs> Yeah, I know. I'm glad you don't do that because the show would, oh, that'd be annoying on the show. Yeah, that would, that would, yeah. would take, <laughs> um, it would, it would be, it would be my super breath, uh, <laughs> you know, making, making its way through the show. <laughs> all right, all right, all right. No more talking shit about David as his best friend. <laughs> I'm getting upset about this. <laughs> Yeah, dude, it's a good thing you don't listen back to the show because then you'd be like, fuck that guy, man. That guy's mean to David. Hey, man, I'm defending you right now, okay? I know you are. I know you're, you're defending me. You're the and you're defending me in my scenario of you listening back to our podcast. No, he's defending, him, he's defending you against himself. Right now, in life. Right in front of you. Hey, you know what's funny? You know what's funny is that um, my, my older son, so... The other day we were talking about something. We were, uh, I was talking some, something with my wife, and um, she was asking me like one of her one of her coworkers uh, listens to the show, and she was like, like he asked her about the podcast about sub- subscribing to the podcast or something. Like she checked her phone or she checked her podcast and she, oh yeah, I don't know. I'm like, wait, you're not subscribed to my podcast, like download it so we get a, at least one more number you know like come on <laughs> and so she and how so like, you know, you? She's like well how do i do it so i did you know i did it for her and then um and then she went back and she was listening to the last show in the car with with donovan oh, no. my older son oh okay. and then i get a phone call uh, that, like like that's better <laughs> and i get a phone call dad no bad words 
stop <laughs> using bad words. That I'm like, this is not a podcast for you, son. This is not for you to listen to. <laughs> like, but he used to, bad words? He, no, he's he's been telling us since we started. He's yeah. been telling us that. I mean, back when I was there, when we used to do it there at the house all together, and then and then even I remember him used to hear it in his room when he was trying to sleep. <laughs> Oh, dad and uncles of the year, guys. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my gosh. We're terrible. Um, All right. Galaxy. So, MLS. 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 Let's start with MLS because um, I, I feel like we're, we're going to weave our way into some MLS topics and then we'll, we'll dive into Galaxy topics. Um, things we missed. Uh, MLS Super Draft happened. Um, we signed some players from the draft. That's that's been a first for a while or sorry i shouldn't say we signed we picked a few players from the draft this year uh i believe the last draft pick that we picked was was it nacho maganto lewis remember uh, nacho maganto oh, i i oh. remember nacho maganto i just don't remember if that was the last draft pick but that sounds about right it, it might have been it might have been uh anyway I, we I, uh, the galaxy had the 19 pick um and they um they picked a midfielder, 22-year-old from Utah, uh, Emil Cuello. Um, apparently, he is a huge Boca fan or was part of the Boca Academy. And so he knows uh, Guillermo Barros Caroto. Uh, and then with the 36th pick, uh, the, the Galaxy pick Don Chichalo, a 22-year-old forward from Arizona um, by way of... I want to say, uh, I, I thought I had this in the notes, uh, but, you know, obviously he's uh, he's not American. But uh, but yeah, they're so they're I imagine they're in camp this week uh, with the Galaxy. Any thoughts on these two guys? I don't know much. About not, 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 not a thought. <laughs> I mean, absolutely not a thought. Well, I mean, is, is a weird last name. He's the neck. Uh, Chilao. I like the, the sound of that one. I mean, mm-hmm. if I'm gonna have a if I'm gonna have a thought about it, because I don't know these guys. You know? Okay. <laughs> would you combine them and go chilao chilao quail or quail chilao? That would be kind of nice. That'd be kind of uh, cool, right? Yeah. Okay. You, you, you know what? You now would we think, got like a that's a Brazilian player. <laughs> uh, he's probably pretty good. I would really like a player with that name, name yeah. now, Dave. Yeah. <laughs> it could happen. Let's, let's let's call the FO. Like, hey, change the names. Uh, more more importantly, though. Uh, having to do with the super draft, uh, super draft, uh, MLS has, um, had an announcement, uh, ahead of the super draft. And that is that yeah. the, um, the super draft or the, sorry, the coach of the year award will now be named the Siggy Schmidt coach of the year, uh, it, to honor, uh, our former fallen coach. Classy I, I move. It, it, it's absolutely fitting. It's yeah. absolutely fitting. There's just, I think it would have been upsetting if it didn't happen. Um, some people, well, you know, some people wonder uh, when Bruce is done, uh, what is, you know, what is there, what is there left to to, to name? Uh, he's obviously a, a legendary name in MLS. Um, almost everything else of relevance has a, you know, a a, a name attached to it and uh, and what's what's funny is that uh they all happen to be galaxy related except for one 
so you have the uh, Philip Anschutz uh, MLS Cup, which is named after, uh, of course, Philip Anschutz, the owner of uh, the Galaxy and AEG. Uh, you have the Landon Donovan MVP award, and, and you have the now the Siggy Schmidt Coach of the Year award. So, you know, I don't, I, I don't know what is really left that can be named after after Bruce Arena. I joked that it would be the Bruce Arena MLS Super Draft because he hated the Super Draft so much. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I mean, there's there's always going to be someone just as qualified or more qualified when you have something like this. I mean, you can even you know, you can go back uh, and say, well, it's something more fitting than the, you know, MVP uh, being named after Land Donovan. Um, you could make an argument. I mean, you probably won't, you know, it'll be an unpopular opinion, but, you know, there's always going to be something there uh, or someone there that said, oh, well, you know, someone else is more deserving or this person accomplished more or, or whatnot. And, um, but I think this was actually pretty fitting because Siggy, we talked about it already, that you know his his involvement in the sport. I mean, it stretched across multiple levels: professional, collegiate. I mean, uh, recreational, AYSO. I mean, he he touched everything. So I, I think that um, I, I think it is fitting that um, I, I think the only other thing is maybe like renaming an MLS Cup. You know, like that particular trophy after him, but coach of the year, I, I think it's perfectly fine. I think it's fitting. I, I think it's, uh, I think it's uh, well deserved, and I think it was an extremely uh, classy move from the league. So, bravo. Yeah, agreed. Um, so uh, in, in going back in, into the super draft, uh, a number of teams passed on the third and fourth rounds. Uh, of the draft and and a lot of uh, people have now uh, speculated how much these draftees uh, that got picked in the in the first two rounds uh, could really have uh, an impact on the MLS roster. Um, do you guys think it, it's time to kind of move away from the MLS Super Draft? I always thought that the Super Draft was a complete waste of time. If I'm being perfectly honest, uh, it's kind of like. To me personally, I know that in every other American sport, the draft is how you gain new players and how new generations um, come in. Works completely different in soccer where you can literally just get any guy from anywhere on the planet, not just, you know, American colleges. And this is just, you know, my opinion as the as the sport is evolving here in the states, um, and you'll see it more so now. My personal opinion is, if you are a college player that hasn't been picked up or looked at by a professional team already, you're pretty much done. Like you're not going to make any type of impact that you're probably dreaming of. It's going to be extremely, extremely rare. I think the 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 diamond in the rough that you're hoping for is when you're being passed up because you're not um, physically built. You're not big enough. You're not well, tall enough. That's probably sure. like your, your only hope because I honestly feel that especially with the academies and with more teams in MLS investing in these academies where you're going with these youth, I mean, literally kids and then high school kids where you're already being prepped up 
to play on a professional team, if you're going the college route, you're actually way behind some of these kids already. Yeah, but look, you have you have some people who are sort of late bloomers. Uh, we've, we've seen it in, in MLS especially. And you also have to think about there's way more colleges uh, than there are MLS teams and MLS academies and even USL teams. Um, it, you also have to think about it in a way that, you know, uh, of course you're probably not going to find the diamond in the rough in the college game. That's going to be super rare. Yeah, if you go the college route, chances are you're not going to ever be that diamond. But who's to say we're not going to find some quartz and some amethyst and some, you know, some other gem that I'm, that's not as valuable as a diamond that I can't think hey, of right man. now. Just, just... Um, that is maybe it's just me. I ain't breaking my back for a quartz. I'm gonna be breaking my back for a diamond. Sure, sure. But when <laughs> your when your roster is when the roster depth is tested, you need those. You need to lean on those guys. You need those guys to come through and fill those gaps for you because they're True. Not, you, they can't all be diamonds. You True, know, but if, you're if, probably if, if, if you're, you're looking at if you're looking at a, a if you're looking at a place and you're going, okay, well, I didn't find the rarest of things here, so it's not worth looking anymore. That's you know that's that's a bad mentality to have. Uh, uh, last year, when we did Super Pod three, Josh asked us, "Why is uh, the, why do we need the academies? Uh, can't we just ditch them? They're not producing." And I said, "Look, just because it's not being done well right now doesn't mean that they can't be done. It, it's not going to bear fruit later on in the future." And that's the same goes for college. Um, I think that. I think that as the MLS schedule change comes uh, this year, um, it's going to really test teams. The, the schedule is condensed. Um, we're going to need to have that second and third year, th third tier uh, a player to be able to fill, uh, you know, spaces when there's going to be, you know, inevitable injuries. Uh, there's going to be player rest. There's going to be call ups, and this is where. Yeah, the academy is supposed to be producing some of these people, but like I said, they're not everywhere. They they can. I think that the college player can still fill holes, um, in 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 an MLS roster. I think that I mean, in regards to what Josh said, the, the thing is, is that the culture here in the states is it's not up to par with, say, other top leagues in the world where you're really, really trying to develop someone and you're hoping that you find that diamond in the rough or, or that you're you're hoping to hit that gold, um, you know, because you're probably only going to hit it one out of every, you know, so many, you know, classes of, of, uh, of, uh, of kids. So, and you're right. You should just throw it away. But if you're not using it altogether, that's a different story. If you just have it there for a show, and you're to have no intention of using any of these kids because I'm signing all kinds of players that cost me significantly more money. I am not going to put this kid in here in the starting lineup um, when I'm paying him the league minimum compared to this particular DP who's being paid $6 million. Like, sure, it's just not going to happen. But, but we're not talking about – first of all, we're not talking about that level of player. Second of all – Okay, but, but – uh, same time, um, those guys like, get injured. Those guys will get injured. It's gonna happen. But the Galaxy have been extremely reluctant, and obviously this is also a Bruce Arena thing because you know he wasn't too big on youth. It was very yeah, rare I, that I, that happens. But you know, it's not in the so far. It's or what we've seen so far. It's not in the Galaxy DNA 
to be using these players or, you know, wisely. Obviously, we, we saw it two years ago and we wow. saw how horribly that went. But it looks like with Teclose that, you know, he is going to do whatever he can to, hey, we, he, he's well aware that there's a hotbed of talent in Los Angeles. We got to get sure. every single one of these players and find a way and give them a legitimate chance. And now with the coach who is going to apparently put in the best players, regardless of age, regardless of salary, um, you put in the work rate, you have the skill level. If you're going to make a difference for us, you're going to get a chance to play. You're going to get a chance to start. You're going to get a chance to compete. Then, you know, great. But we haven't seen that yet. So it's not just a galaxy thing, but it's also um, it's also a a U.S. culture thing that not many people play their kids. Only a handful of teams actually do it. But so I mean, if you're not even playing your academy kids, that you're like, hey, we're prepping you up for this. Why would you why would you waste your energy on a college kid that you're not even you know half scouting? Like because, it just they make it doesn't numbers. make sense. They make up the numbers. That's why. That's why you do it. You're both, um, you're both right, to be honest. You're both right. I mean, David's making a good point on, on the longevity of it because we, you, you, can't be, you can't expect <clears throat> such amazing results to be happen, happening just in such a short amount of time that we've had. Look and then, at the, but, but, but Lewis is right. They, Galaxy never uses these, these positions in, in, in anything that's substantial other than bodies that need to be there in case there's injuries or something like that of some sort. So you're both, at the same, you're both, you're both right, and you guys just need a hug. I think I'm not getting feelings about this one. <laughs> I mean, at the end of the day, I think that, um, you know, it, and then it's not exciting. You compare either. it to another sport where the number one. Yeah. I mean, cause nobody oh, knows. No, yeah. Nobody knows. Watch, it's not exciting. It's quite boring. People That's the, watch some get yeah, excited there's, there's, for the NFL draft. They get excited for the NBA draft. Yeah. They make you it a thing for that yeah, stuff. You, yeah, you wouldn't know any. You wouldn't know who the number one draft pick is unless you went on Twitter and someone else said, "This is my projected number one." Oh, then he, you know, he's the yeah, best player the, out yeah. there. Like you wouldn't know that. It's, it's just completely different. And mm -hmm. so again, that's a culture thing. But you know, in the NFL and the NBA, when you're the number one pick, you are expected to be a superstar. You are expected. Oh yeah, all eyes are on you. To you know, you are now our franchise player because if you have the number one pick, you suck. So yeah. we're putting a bunch of stock into you to get us out of this. So you're going to, you know, be drafting a quarterback, a running back, you know, yeah. something. But again, where you're like, but again, Lewis, soccer, again, so so soccer is still not as popular as those sports in, in, the, in the United States. So it gets right. time. It takes time. So right. as, as, there, as the players grow, the league grows, the fan base grows, the culture grows. So it just takes time. Right. You know, it sucks that it's boring right now. It sucks we have to be wa wasting our time on it a bit. It sucks that we don't really get any like diamond in the rough out of it. Um, but who knows? At some point, something may come out of may come out of the coal. But let's talk about the the uh, the MLS schedule and playoffs format now. The all new, oh, man. Like they really like shook things up. I I didn't really realize how different things were until I started doing the balls and beers uh, cheat. Mm -hmm. Um, and I was just like, holy shit, like I'm through week 24. And as I was overwriting the old, um, schedule, I was in like week 
32 or something like that, you know? So like just the amount of games that they're, they're, they're squeezing into is, is, is crazy. Like, or there's going to be some, uh, we're going to struggle to keep balls and beers down to like 30 to 40 minutes because we're talking like a lot more 14, 16, 18 game weeks. Um, um, because of the new, uh, the new schedule change and, and with that, the expanded format for the playoffs. Uh, so the new MLS playoff uh, uh, schedule is seven teams from each conference. And this is in anticipation of uh, Miami coming in uh, and Austin and uh, who's the other one? Nashville. Um, all those teams, they're, they're coming in. And so they're going to expand the playoffs a little bit. So they're adding now seven teams per conference. Uh, but only one team from each conference gets that first round by. Uh, all games are now single elimination so That's now crazy. really when you're when you're looking at the mls table it looks more like the world cup knockout stage mm-hmm. um to me this is more exciting oh yeah there's way more risk there's way more risk and the and the way they've they've done it is that unless uh, you only get to host a playoff game if you're a top seed so that means that teams will have to now finish into the the top half of the the table in their conferences if they want to take advantage of that additional playoff revenue. Um, so I think it's a bummer that the new format doesn't allow the fans of the lower seated teams, you know, the, the, the Cinderella's to see their, uh, you know, see any home games, but at the same time, it puts a lot more Im- importance on the regular season. Um, you know, you, you want to talk about, making incentivizing the regular season making the regular season count and we we've said countless times on this podcast that you know the real season doesn't start to like august but but as we saw agreed. as galaxy fans saw there's points that we dropped in in the early uh run that hurt us later on so now the importance goes to uh you know the whole season i think it, and and this is why i think the the mls draft can still be useful because you have to fill out some of those um, squad positions with people who have a little bit of experience, which you're not maybe getting uh, from the academy kids. Uh, you have uh, these like uh, I, I don't want to say second tier, but I would say maybe like between second and, and third tier players coming in from outside the league that now have to kind of fill in the gaps and be able to perform. Um, I do think that in the in the short term we're going to see a little bit of the of a dip in level of play in mls because of the way that the, you know people are going to have to figure out travel and and uh, managing minutes for players and stuff like that but i think in the long run this is going to be good because it's going to motivate organizations to make sure that they don't finish lower in the standings because you know like i said they're going to lose out on ticket revenue devil's advocate here Obviously, I know this will never, ever happen, but if you're making it to where you're really emphasizing the regular season and you're trying your best to get the better teams and the higher-seeded teams further into the playoffs, why not just have a single table, eliminate the playoffs, and just crown the champion at the end of the season? Isn't that what you're essentially doing or what you're trying well, that's what to I was do? About, I was going to I was going to say I think that's what it's leading to. I think it's what it's kind of 
kind of uh, massaging us, massaging the American psyche into that kind of way of winning. I don't think. I mean, I, I don't think it'll ever happen where they would eliminate playoffs. I mean, playoffs are not unique. Um, when it comes to to the sport in the United States, I mean, you have playoffs in Mexico, you have playoffs in South America, <clears throat> so it's not like we're the only ones that do this. But I, mm, but I, we, I get we, the we, excite- we 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 hyper excite we get hyper excited for them though. Like that's mm-hmm. when really the majority right, of, right. of Americans really pay attention to what's of happening. Course. You know, of course, and that's why they'll never get rid of it because it is part of the American sports culture. But in a sport where I mean, you're actively trying to get your big teams and your big se- or your better teams of the season as far along as possible. Why not just award or reward them, you know, f- for such a strenuous season altogether? And like I said, they're never going to get rid of playoffs. I, I understand that. Lu- and Lewis, believe me, Lewis. playoffs are extremely entertaining. Lewis, go on. Counterpoint. It's called the Supporter Shield. No, we That's know that. We know that, but you like, know, like that's it's never going to. That but that's never. But that's. But that's never going to be as premium as play uh, as a uh, sure. as, as teams going through the playoffs. So at the same time, it kind of doesn't feel um, as equal, as, and it always feels yeah. it always feels lower really, than the championship. I I think that as teams start to, uh, as the culture evolves, as Bobby said, what I what the, I say. The, hold the on, massaging. I got an idea. What I yeah. say. Is if if the, if the team goes all the way to the to the final and they win every game like like you know the supporter shield but they actually yeah. f- go through the playoffs and final, then they get a trifecta championship. You get another award. They get a third yeah, award. Yeah, a third one. That, that, yeah. Here's the medal. You get the supporter shield. You get the supporter shield. You get the final cup, and then there's like that one extra one that comes if you only get those two. It's kind of like an egot, but for MLS. Okay. Okay. Yeah. I like it. I like it. Well, to me, that's the uh, the to me that's like the Champions League. Um, ah, well, yeah. Uh, okay. yeah, and and certainly you you have to earn that. Um, that that's still the hum that that they're trying to get uh, people over. But I think that you know, Bobby, to your point, they're they're sort of massaging the the American psyche, the 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 culture into emphasizing the regular, like you know, the the regular season champion over the the extended period. What'd be interesting is if um, in and, and I know this is almost impossible to do in any other sport in the United States because I think there's so many other teams or conference, there's conferences, there's multiple. So like in baseball, you can't have the team with the best record, overall record, because you could potentially have two teams with the best overall record. Uh, same thing with um, with basketball, same thing with uh, I think actually maybe basketball might be the closest we can get to everybody plays everybody, uh, the equal amount of games. <clears throat> I, I could be wrong because I don't know much about basketball. I know uh, in, in terms of the, the, the structure that it is. And uh, Lewis, correct me if I'm wrong, in the NFL, you don't always play the, the same amount of teams the same amount of times? No, you actually, there's several, there's literally like half the teams in the league that you don't play. Right, so, so there's no I way mean, to Adam, do that in football. I would never want MLS to get that point. And that no, but, but, like... but the point is, is like, I mean, uh, with the NFL, the reason that you're not doing that, I mean, you're playing, you have your divisions and you're playing each of those guys twice. That's that's six games right there out of the 16 that you're playing. Uh-huh. So, I mean, that's that's a lot. So is there, so, so is there a reward, uh, is there a reward for um, the f- teams that finish in the top of their division? 
yeah, if you win your division, you're actually automatically in the playoffs regardless of your record. Okay. So so you can actually well, have a worse record than some team trying to get into as a wild card. So you have the, the your your three division winners from each conference, and then of course the best uh, record from them will have the higher seeds. So you got the top three there, and then you got the wild cards. Um that are fighting for, okay, well, who has the best uh, overall record out of the remaining teams out of the entire conference. So you can theoretically have a very weak division, end up the season like below 500 at seven and nine, and still host a game from a team that came from a really good division and had a record of say 12 and four. So what you're telling me is... Oh, that sounds awful. That sounds yeah, like you're I, in a classroom I, and little Timmy over there does worse than you, but he gets the prize. The yeah, fuck was that? I, I, because he yeah. sits in the, in the dumb... Section. Um, so no, you're me, no, it's because the, so the teachers me, with the with with sorry, the dad. challenge section. Uh, what you're telling me is that MLS already has a better format than most of the other leagues in the United States. Um, in a way, yes, but I mean, just hold on to that because you're the way things are going. You're going to have over 30 teams in MLS, and you're already looking at a schedule that is changing. Because not only you're condensing the schedule, um, David, you were mentioning you're doing the balls and beers thing, and there's a lot of weekday games. So, I mean, you know, th- those long weeks that we dread in balls and beers, they're going to become commonplace. Right. And yeah. so, so the, the, the thing is, is that the more teams that you're scheduling, I mean, if you're playing 34 games and you have 30 teams, you're going to play every game. I mean, you're going to play every team in the league one time and one time only, with the exception of maybe. Uh, a couple of your closest rivals. So, like, let's oh, say there are 30 that. teams. I mean, you can guarantee the Galaxy are playing San Jose twice. You can guarantee they're playing LAFC twice. They're probably playing um, Seattle twice, depending on what other team comes up um, in the expansion. If there's, if it's Sacramento, if it's Las Vegas, if it's San Diego, anywhere within that um, in that locality, you're probably going to get those games twice. But yeah, the West Coast. You're starting to see a schedule change where, but but well, right I mean, now, just right West now, Coast. the, the, the schedule, the schedule as it is, is is as balanced as as I've seen it for for a while. For what it is, for quite a few years, um, we used to have a balanced schedule, and then it was easy to say, yes, this team is the overall. You know, if you're looking at it in a single table, you can say this team is de facto champion because you know because of the balanced schedule. I think this year we're getting close to it. Of course, next year Miami comes in and throws the whole thing off again um, until Austin comes back in, and then I think maybe we go bounce again. The actually, I think, I think last year's schedule was more. I mean, can we just talk about the schedule but, then? But, but well, but last year, no, that's not what it, what's in the notes. Uh, last year we played LAFC three times. We played San Jose three times. That's not a balanced schedule. Actually, we only played LAFC three times. San Jose was twice. Everyone else was about as normal as you can get. You play everybody in your conference twice, everyone in the Western Conference twice, or I'm sorry, in your own conference twice. Mm-hmm. And the whatever team is in, in the other side of the conference, other side of the, the country, you're playing them one time and you're alternating between home and away every year. So, for example, if you look at the schedule this year, you know that you're not playing Atlanta at home. You're not playing D.C. United at home. You're not playing New York at home um, because all of these teams were uh, – we, we were hosting them last season. 
So that's the way it works, and that is what happened this season. We played LAFC three times because that was like that one anomaly. The anomaly this year is that we don't play anybody three times. And we're starting to see already, because of the expansion, because of Cincinnati, that we're not even playing certain Western Conference teams twice. Did you guys notice that? Yeah. Okay. So I don't know if anybody else noticed it, but we only play um, RSL one time this season. We host them. That's weird. We only, we only play Vancouver once this season. We're on the road. Yeah. So we're starting to see that. And if more teams join, uh, we know that Miami's going to be coming in. We know that Austin is going to be coming in. Um, there, are, you know, there are other rumors saying that St. Louis may be the next, uh, may be the next uh, one to uh, to receive the. Uh, the uh, the expansion uh, bid is it, isn't Nashville already. Nashville is also. I don't think it's a done de- a done deal, but that's also one that's on the radar. So the more and more teams that come in, the more and more you're gonna see that. Hey, we're only gonna be playing uh, Colorado once. We're only gonna be playing Dallas once. We're gonna be playing Good. Houston once. So um, you're starting to see that. So the schedule will be a little bit more off balance uh, because you know compared to what we, we're. Uh, we've been used to at this point. I personally think there's just, there's too many teams right now. I think 24 is usually what, I mean, you're starting to see second division. I know the championship has like 24 teams. Um, but I mean, if MLS is trying to get on par with every other, uh, league, um, in the United States, uh, every other, like NBA, NFL, MLB, they all have 32 plus They're like 32, 33 or 34 teams. If that's where they're trying to get to, I, I think it just doesn't work. Um, and yeah, I, I yeah. honestly think that it's it's gonna stop soon. Um, it has to because, like you said, <laughs> it, it's getting to be too many. And and yeah, the United States is big and they can probably support that many teams, but like they don't need to. They don't you need know, to. Like if, if and it's not so much a competitive balance. It's more about being yeah. It's more about like the schedule. Like I, you know, we don't want to end up like the NFL, where maybe for a few. Seasons we don't even see some, you know, New England and and uh, Orlando or or Philadelphia or whatever. Uh, you know, I, I'd rather it get to a point where we play everybody twice and that's it. Yeah, um, well, because then I, you I, could you, you could easily determine and that and like I said, that puts more uh, importance as as Bobby was saying uh, in in the supporter shield and that that helps people understand why that's more important compared to say like the randomness of MLS playoffs. Um, my, other, my only, my only other issue about it too, is that it, it kind of reduces the chances of actually creating real rivalries, except for, you know, home ones or, 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 mm-hmm. or, or, or artific- artificially ones that are kept when they're kind of boring. Um, yeah. So like that kind of like that's the one thing that I would be worried about because like I would like to have again another rival we with DC again like let's bring that up again and like you know and then if we're only gonna see RSL once this year that kind of sucks. Um, I don't know. That's that's the that's the thing that's the one thing that I kind that kind of bothers me when it gets too big like this. I, yeah. I one of the one of the few things that were be, was being kicked around obviously and this is just on Twitter it's nothing official coming from any MLS executive or even a journalist but people were saying like you know pretty soon they're going to start having divisions kind of like in football which would mm-hmm. suck I mean it would suck a lot and the second is if, if you get to the point where you're just not stopping and you're continually um, expanding and you go beyond the 32 34 teams and you get to let's say 40 and it almost sounds like it almost sounds like MLS is okay 
with doing this and they might have a plan. And someone threw around, there's your pro rel. Because it would still be under MLS's flag and you'd have enough teams to have two divisions within the same within the yeah. same league. Yeah. But I think it's funny because I don't think that that would ever happen. Because you would have to market uh, both it, of them I mean, look, equally it's, it's, and it wouldn't it's happen. 20 down, it's 20 years down the line. Yeah, that's right. the other it, thing. It, it, like, who knows how popular it could know, be at that but point. But I just don't see, like, I mean, look, uh, Americans would not get be well, <laughs> the average American fan would not get behind pro rel, I believe, simply because America loves a winner. No one gives a shit about triple A baseball, double sure. A baseball, sure. single A baseball, you XFL. know, they're, they're, XFL, you know, they're not going to give a crap about this unless you are the best. If this is MLS you know, league, league two or whatever it is, like no one's going to watch it. I mean, the, the, the fans of the teams obviously will still be there, but as far as like TV revenue, sure. You'll show the, those games, but you think anyone's going to be watching it? I, I highly doubt it. Like I, I just, yeah, you would still be under MLS's flag, but I, I just don't, I don't see it happening. I think it'd be a cool idea. And uh, you know, if you were able to pull it off, I just don't see it happening. And I just think that MLS needs to just, at this point, stop. Because if they're just in it for the money, cool it, or you're just like, yeah, it's just, just cool it. Know. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> That's just me, though. That's just uh, my... Cool it. Doesn't matter. Uh, and and, and com- complete sidebar, complete sidebar. Um, speaking of the football, um, somebody at work, uh, you know, said to me this morning, or no, uh, this morning, yesterday, said, uh, "Oh, hey, are you a uh, you, you a LA homer? So are you you excited about the Rams going to the Super Bowl?" I was like, eh, I, "I really don't. I'm not really like that up on 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 football." Yeah. Uh, and I said, "You know, funny funny enough is that I don't really care for the Chargers because they play in my stadium and they ruin the the, the grass. And uh, the Rams play at that other team's next to that other team stadium that I really don't like. So I I really could care less." And I was like, and the other team, I have no idea who's in the, who, who else is, is there. Um, all I know is that the, uh, the NFL got uh, MLS really hard this uh, last week. And uh, there were two, uh, what I've been telling people, uh, VAR level calls um, that, that, that got missed. And so, like, all the people have been going back and forth about, like, you know, the non-call and the, the bad call that happened in the, in the second game. And, I was, and, and, like, so badly... I wanted to be like, oh man, you guys got VAR so hard, and I was like, no, don't, don't say it because nobody's gonna know what the hell you're talking. No one's, about. yeah. No one, <laughs> nobody knows. That's really like, good. That's, 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 that's really good self-awareness, David. I right, think very you. good. Uh, <laughs> first time, first time. No, you're uh, first. You have to explain VAR. Then you have to explain Mark Geiger. Then you have to explain. <laughs> <laughs> Sometimes that's why I just don't bring anything up because you got to explain too many things. It's yeah, like, you know what? Yeah, just, but, I, but, mm. but inside, like in my head, I was just going. I was enjoying the hell out of it because I was like, "Oh my gosh, oh, yeah. <gasps> this is VA, this is Gal- this is MLS Twitter when when there's a bad VAR call. It's so great." Um, okay, back back to what we were talking about. So we're talking about uh, condensed schedule. We're talking about uh, needed depth for for teams. And with that being said. The Galaxy have re-signed a number of what really should be considered depth players. So Ima Boateng, officially announced. Uh, Rolf Felcher, restructured contra- contract, which we talked about before the, the new year. Um, he's been signed back. Chris Pontius is back. Uh, Dave Romney is back. Servando Carrasco 
is back. Um, and a fan favorite, Juninho, is back. Official. He was greeted at the airport and everything. It was so wonderful to see Juninho and to see how happy it was for the you know when the fans came out and and uh, and welcomed him to, uh, to to back to LA, back home. Absolutely, absolutely amazing scenes at LAX. I mean the 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 joy in Juninho's face. I mean he even put on before his flight, he had put on Twitter, "I'm coming home," mm-hmm. you know. And uh, I mean he, I, I gotta imagine that he he missed. He missed his organization, and oh yeah, yeah, he he's more he was here than for three championships, man. Yeah, was it? So I mean, it just the guy loved LA. He's back, and uh, and the and the fans, they remember him. I mean, we, we we know what he brought to the team. We know that he bled the uh, the colors, and he he defended the crest, and um, you know that turnout. You don't see for you know, I mean. We got to remember that was also Monday night at 9 p.m. I mean, you got to yeah. imagine if it was a weekend, you know, how much bigger was that? You know, mm-hmm. could that mm-hmm. crowd could have gotten? Pete Martinez didn't get that reception. There you go. <laughs> uh, I think, it's it's um, nice to see Junie back. I'm sorry, um, what was that? I said it's <laughs> nice to see Junie back. I, yeah, I, it, I, it's I, wonderful. I, what else is he even, saying? Even uh, if he's not the same player he was when he left, um, I still think he brings. he's going to bring the leadership. He's going to be... be be sort of that you know that rah rah guy in the in the locker room on the sidelines. Um, yeah. You know he he's gonna bleed for the crest like you said, Lewis, and really show what it means to play for this club. Well, I mean, as Bobby said, he he won three titles, so he knows what it takes to win. He's been there before. He will then be the only Galaxy player in that locker room to have to have um, done that. To have yeah. done that, to yeah. want an MLS Cup. He's the veteran. Yeah. He came back, yeah. and he's actually the real veteran, the championship veteran of the team. Yep, and so, you know, he's uh, he's going to be a good locker room guy. He's going to be one of those uh, – he's going to be one of those glue guys. I hope say, so. David. I'm not sure. I don't know his personality-wise, but I hope. I no, don't know. the guys – And, then there's, uh, a, and there's, uh, there's, a lot of, there's a lot of characters in that locker room already, especially one big one. So, I think yeah. it's. I mean, um, I think I think I think Juninho's no. He's gonna know what what his lane is, um, as well. And I think he's gonna mesh really well with Jonah, and um, Alessandrini, hopefully, and like. <clears throat> you know, Juninho's not starting, right? No, but right. I mean, when he when they come in, when he comes in, I mean, he still needs to play with these players. And he needs yeah. to train with them. And he needs <laughs> yeah. to, and, he's and, training you know, with them. He's, yeah. he's on the team. Yeah, yeah. I mean, uh, he, he's one of the depth guys. Like I said, he's yeah. one of the glue guys. He's not going to be a starter. He's not going to be, no, absolutely not, no. you know, the same player that he was uh, when he was uh, in his first stint. But what he is going to bring, uh, what he's going to, the, I can't speak right now. Juninho has me fluttered. Um, what he is going to bring to the team this time around is going to be different and it's going to be helpful. Yeah, and, for sure. Um, and and I, hey, man, you never know. Maybe he will be that same guy again. It, he very well could be. I mean, and then, he, I mean, last year crazy, I, I, he seemed fine. Last year, I mean, he was running up and he, down the field. He didn't play last year. Uh, you, you mean <laughs> in uh, seventeen when he was which, in Chicago? <laughs> no, I, know, I know. When he was in Chicago, mm-hmm. he played. He didn't play. He he went back to Cholos last year and he didn't play. Yeah, he didn't play. So um, was the joke, but okay. But with that said, Galaxy preseason uh, pre camp started on Monday. Uh, Guillermo Barros Caloto has. Announced, they've announced the uh, the staff uh, as we speculated. His uh, twin brother Gustavo it has joined the staff. Ariel per- Pereira, damn it, 
I was practicing that, and I, I don't think I got it right. Um, and of course, fitness guru, someone who I was very excited about. I think I, I, I texted you guys about this when, when they announced it. Fitness guru, Javier Valencantos. Um, he is the former, and, and sorry, and the former Boca Juniors assistant uh, goalkeeping coach, Juan Jose Romero. Now, Lewis, when I kept reading Juan Jose Romero, I was I kept looking at the R, I mean sorry the J, and the R, and I kept thinking about um, Juan Ramon, um, Roman Riquelme. Yeah, Riquelme. <laughs> I was like, oh my god, he's our assistant coach, and I was like, no, 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 Juan Jose Romero, not Riquelme. Um, I don't know. Those just my the weird brain things that were happening in my head, uh, and then of course Dominic Kinnear uh, also. Uh, stays on as an assistant coach. Glad to see that Dom uh, stayed on. Uh, what do you guys think about this uh, coaching staff? What, what, what do they call um, what's his name? Uh, Valdicta. I can't do my Valdicantos? Valdicta. Yeah, yeah. What do they call him? The butcher? Um, the, yeah, the butcher. Yeah. Ah, I love that. The the, the players, uh, so if you guys watch the Boca Juniors Confidential uh, documentary on Netflix, I recommend you you do so. But the, but the players all uh, said of uh, of this guy, he's uh, he's a great coach, but he is an amazing assassin because he will kill you out there on the field. So I mean, as of right now, uh, Skeleto and his crew are running two a day practices yeah. for the Galaxy. I mean, that is uh, you're putting in some work. I would good. I would love to. This be is how there. it should have been. Uh huh. Well, I mean it. When a new coach comes in, there's always going to be that that sense of okay, let's let's get to work. I mean, when Siggy uh, at the start of last season did the same thing. Well, yeah, I want everybody. I'm... I want everybody that's going to be on the team ready and signed before training camp begins. I'm not signing another player outside. We're going to get this whole team prepared. I want all my players there in day one, and he started working them. So, you know, a new coach has to do that so th this isn't something that really is too surprising but it still is at least um like optics wise it looks good you know that this guy means business he's here to win um uh Skeleto has even said that look we, we need to change our mentality we gotta we gotta learn to win again we gotta you know change everything you know he, he's well aware of what has happened in the in the last two seasons? He's been tasked to turn it around, so he's well aware of its deficiencies and uh, what has transpired or what hasn't transpired in the past two seasons, and he's here to fix them. And um, it looks like, um, as of right now, you know he's uh, he, he's letting those players know, like, hey, you know, you're either gonna you're busting your ass or you know we're giving we're you out. the boot. We're, yeah, you're yeah, out. Zlatan, so, was saying that he he believes that they're because of this, they're creating a good base for themselves. So when when they go move move on throughout the middle of the season, they'll they'll have a lot more uh, um, right, you know. And that kind of that kind of makes that kind of makes it kind of lends it to like looking at the schedule of this year of like how how they're gonna have to perform all throughout, you know. Yeah, I mean, and, and it and it can't just be the first eleven players. Um, you have to go, you know, top to bottom. You know, you, those oh, yeah. depth players that we talked about. You know, there's going to be times where fatigue will kick in and certain players are going to need a rest. There's going to be times when 
inevitably there's going to be an injury. We hope that it's nothing uh, long term. We hope that the injury bug, you know, doesn't you know set up camp in the locker room for a third season, fourth season, however long it's been. Um, again, and, uh, and then you still have the uh, the international call-ups that you may or may not um, uh, be losing players to. Uh, you got to assume that uh, you'll lose Jonah for the Gold Cup, uh, assuming that Mexico is going to be in the final. They'll, they'll be there mm-hmm. the, the the you know the entire tournament. Uh, if Leggett gets called into the the U.S. team. Same mm-hmm. thing. You, you're assuming that the U.S. is going to be in the final with Mexico. You're losing Legette for that amount of time. Um, if uh, Felcher gets called in to Venezuela, the Copa America is going on at the same time as uh, Gold Cup. So you may lose Felcher uh, mm-hmm. should he get called up. Um, and any other uh, players that we might be adding. Yeah. So, I mean, it's uh, – <laughs> it, it, especially with this condensed schedule, I mean, everyone else is going to have to step up. And, um, you know, this team is very, very identical. Uh, there's literally only what two guys. There's like changes around the edges, but it's pretty much yeah. the same team. Yeah, it's, it's it's the same team. The only one who's who's gone uh, is um, like who was released with the exception of Michael Ciani because you know you know good you know good wins there. Uh, Bahio Husidic is not back, and the only people that we have signed officially so far is. Backup goalkeeper uh, Matt Lampson and Juninho. Officially, we we have the rights to the uh, the two players that we drafted, but they haven't been offered contracts yet. We just have their rights, so they may very well not even be in a in a Galaxy uniform. Um, I, I think they'll be with G two. I don't think that they're. Um, I think that I think that's kind of like the the the. Mo of of most of these uh, college draft picks is they go to the the lower division team, uh, you know, the Which USL is, affiliate, and then if they, you know, if they if they need help, then they bring them up. Which is why it should be called the USL Super Draft. <laughs> the Bruce Arena USL Super Draft. Yes. Um, uh, let's before we get into uh, too in depth in, in in some of the players. Um, I do want to bring up a couple of things. Um, so Zlatan um, has been talking to the media, as, as has uh, Alessandrini. Lewis, I believe you posted uh, something about Alessandrini or some of his comments on, on Twitter this morning. Uh, where we talked about how, yeah, we're, we're basically we talked about how he feels that he deserves to be a DP and that um, he's, you know, he, he, he feels he he's earned that respect. He's done his he job does. over the past yep. two seasons. And, and Lewis, as you said, you know, he was the lone bright spot in the worst season of Gal- in galaxy history. And so, you, you, you know, I think that he's right. He does deserve that, that um, distinction of being a designated player. Um, but, uh, but now that Zlatan is, um, is here, he's, Signed to a record DP contract, uh, he had some things to say, and uh, and so I'm going to go over some of these, and then I want uh, just a quick reaction from each comment in between. So Zlatan has said, uh, normally where I go, I win, and I did not succeed with that here, and that was not okay. Sounds like uh-huh. an- that's that's literally fact go on okay uh for me the playoffs uh in in sixth position is also 
catastrophic. So talking about, you know, squeaking into the playoffs. He said that that's catastrophic. Either you're number one or you're nothing. Well, yeah. Um, if you're not in first place, you're in last, you're in last place. Yeah, Ricky Bobby. Um, Zlatan says, I said one year at a time. For the moment, I feel good. I feel I can give back. I don't want to put the club in a situation where I cannot perform and have me, especially under these strict rules. I uh, I think everyone interpreted that as a shot on Gio. Um, it may very well have been. I think part of the negotiation as far as what he would be making this year as a DP had a lot to do uh, or with Gio as <coughs> the, the bar. Um, so again, and this is the, the, uh, the shithole that the front office, you know, put themselves in. So, cause that is going to be the bar for quite some time now. But however, uh, one of his quotes today, uh, during media day today was that, um, he wants all the players here. He doesn't want to get rid of anybody. And he says that, um, they have a good enough team. Uh, he said it last year that he, you know, they have a good enough team to compete, uh, they underperformed. Uh, you add a couple more pieces here and there, and uh, you know we, we can get pretty far. And I believe him. Um, and I, I got to assume because he was asked about the uh, the DP situation. That's where the comment came from, and he said he wants everybody back. Um, so you know, maybe it was a shot at Geo, maybe not. Who knows? I know. I know the fans definitely so, interpreted it that way. So. I definitely don't think it was about Gio at all because it just sounds like what Zlatan has been saying about himself, about everything, about in every team and everywhere that he's been. It's the Tao of Zlatan. There's nothing different. It's about himself. And I think um, if he doesn't win this year, we get him another year. Just last one. But if we yeah. win this year, he's out. You think he's out? Yeah. Yeah. yeah he's I done think, his job. I mean, that's a he's good done call. his job. Yeah. yeah. I- I have so, to agree. And, and, and with that said, he said the, the last quote, and this is uh, maybe one of my favorites. Actually, no, the first one was my favorite. Um, but uh, another one. Uh, from being the worst paid to best, for me, it's the same situation because I still have to perform. See? And I perform being the worst paid. Imagine now how I will perform being the best paid. Exactly. He can fly now. That just has me so excited. He can yeah. fly now. <laughs> he believes in himself. He can fly. <laughs> Um, God, I mean, look, I, I, I know I will talk about this, um, as the season gets closer and, um, probably more so in our preview show, but I mean, with everything that has been going on in the off season with, um, new coach, new direction, um, the, you know, certain pieces that are, uh, rumored to be, you know, coming into the team it's um you know and, and of course it, it is a beginning of the se- or preseason where everyone is full of optimism and literally everybody has the same chance to win i mean even uh orlando believes that this is their year <laughs> you know so uh, this well, is the time when, when they can say it. everyone except for cincinnati um <laughs> you know believes that you know hey you know this could be our year that you know we'll make the playoffs it's gonna be exciting because this you know it's a time for optimism um uh, you know, but for me personally, yeah, I mean, I can't wait to get the season started. I mean, I'm the same way. I mean, I want to see Zlatan's encore performance. I want to see what uh, 
what this team can do under a coach that I have been wanting for three for two and a half years. I mean, I can't wait to get the season started. I don't know how you guys feel about it. I, and I'll get more into depth, as I said, as when uh, when we do our preview show. But um, fun times right now. Uh, yeah, I, I'm, I'm certainly uh, optimistic about, times. Yeah, I, I'm excited about preseason. Um, I think that um, I'm I'm gonna the approach that I want to take this year is sort of like sections. You know, okay, let's get the preseason started. We're, we're in the preseason. Okay, let's get the first, you know, quarter of the season and, and so on and so forth. I think that's kind of how I, I, I'm i tempering my expectations. I want to see sort of in those little, in those little um, sort of, not bullet points, but uh, I want to see markers, you know, as we go on. I want to see markers for that, for this improvement or, or, or to, to kind of tell me how I'm, going to be feeling going in of course everybody feels optimism we're you know everybody can win mls cup at the beginning of the season or, or in preseason camp um but I, I need to see those deliverables as as time goes on yes um, absolutely that's good uh, yeah <clears throat> so uh we obviously talked about some of the new roster players matt lamson uh backup goalkeeper and juninho uh, so now we're going to uh, just quickly, I don't want to get too far into depth, uh, talk about some of the rumored players or the not officially with the team, but, you know, uh, linked with the team. Uh, so we have the two sort of uh, almost hardened links in uh, Diego Polenta, who is a uh, player from Nacional. Uh, he's Uruguayan. Uh, I believe he's, what, 29 years old, Louis? 26. 26 years old, even better, uh, is being <laughs> is, is reported to be coming into camp soon uh so far i think we're they're just waiting on paperwork uh so he's a defender he's a left center back or a left back um he can probably play in both positions so this is an area where obviously we struggled last year so it's, it's good to see uh a reinforcement like diego polenta and then you have ariel Aftuna, uh who i believe he's owned by manchester city i'm not sure where he was last year uh he is also coming into camp and, uh, and and expected to be with the Galaxy on loan, although that has not been made official yet. Well, so, so here's the thing. So uh, as of today, um, Antuna is with the team. He's actually in camp right now. He's training. Oh, okay. okay. Um, so, so he's there, but he has not officially signed yet, but the deal is all but done. Um, as far as Diego uh, Polenta... Uh, this morning, Kevin Baxter said that he is not in camp, and uh, I think a lot of people expected him to be in camp already. Um, uh, people were expecting him, well, you know, you, you're going to fly into L.A., you're going to be in camp, we'll, we'll sign the deal when you're here. Uh, well, he's not here yet. Now, it, it, he didn't say that talks have hit a snag. He just said the deal isn't done and that talks have slowed down. Now, I'm not sure what that means because we were under the impression that it was all but a done deal. It was just a matter of uh, formality here. You just need to sign this. When you get here, we'll sign it. So I'm not sure exactly what happened or what has been happening uh, behind closed doors there. Hopefully, um, it can get straightened out and... um, You know, this is a guy that, uh, you know, young guy, 26-year-old center back, uh, a position of need. 
Um, Scalotto has been wanting him at Boca Juniors uh, for a couple of years when they played against each other in the, in the uh, Libertadores, uh, was unable to land him. So Scalotto has had his eye on him for a while now. Um, red flag for me, has not played in six months. Out of contract. Right, right. Yeah. So um, for me, that kind of raises a red flag, mainly because of the Michael Ciani thing. But I think that's going to be a completely different situation, obviously. Um, but I got to wonder, like, why in the world are you not playing for a team right now? What is the, uh, the reason behind that? But um, either way, I- I'm trusting Scalotto and uh, Teglosa here. I mean, I-, I shouldn't really have too much... Uh, too much worry with those two guys in charge now. This was Klein Viena's completely different story. Yeah, yeah. Um, um, a, a player that we know for sure um, is is now departed. Ashley Cole has oh, left. Man. He's for alive. Derby County Jeez. in uh, in the English. I believe they're in the championship. Mm-hmm. Um, Lampard's so, team. Yeah, Frank Lampard's uh, team has. He also has Arch Enemy. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, so he is now departed um, from uh, from the galaxy. He he leaves a legacy where he was one of the another one of the bright spots in in a really really bad team. I know a lot of people have talked about how it's a shame that we wasted a guy like Ashley Cole on such bad years. Um, obviously, Bobby and I had uh, different feelings about him when he first came in, but um, but uh, you know over time he definitely proved himself to be a uh, a good leader he tr- proved himself to be a hard worker he proved himself to be one of the best uh in, in uh in galaxy history and and um you know i'm sad to see him go but i'm i'm glad that he at least maybe gets one more um one more chance one more shot at a at a team before what I'm, I'm assuming he's going to retire uh, at the end of this year, or, or uh, maybe he's on a six month loan. I, I don't remember. Or he'll go into management. So uh, best of luck to Ashley Cole. Yeah. Yeah. Sad to see him go, or uh, at the very least, sad to see him go uh, in the way he did without any sort of uh, silverware. I think the guy deserved well, to, you know, lift yeah. some trophy up um, that he wasn't did. He did. that he wasn't the player of the year. Room. Oh, that too. Yeah, he did get large play of the year. Um, but um, yeah, it, it was. Um, no, it's it sucked. It's it sucked that he had to work through. He had to work through the the, hor- the horrible years of the galaxy, and um, it. But he did good work, you know. So there's nothing to keep his like keep his head up high, you know. So I mean, he did good work, and we all loved him for it. So he's he's like David said, he's one of the highlights. But it just sucks that we had to put him through that, and he was a part of it. Yeah. But imagine yeah, if we didn't have him. Best of luck. Yeah, best of luck. It would have been ashes. It would have been. Oh, nice. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, for certain. Uh, <laughs> and then the long silence. silence. <laughs> I, hope, I hope that now that Ashley Cole has departed, I hope somebody hears this and passes the message along uh, from Elliot as our, as our house. Please unblock us. <laughs> That's funny. Um, it's probably his girlfriend one day. It's like, I like them. Block. Uh, maybe. <laughs> um, man, we ran through the entire list of stuff. I can't believe we got through almost everything. Um, certainly, there's going to be more stuff coming out. Uh, we're going to be back to 
our regularly scheduled podcasting days. Uh, right now we're doing this on Wednesday, but uh, you know normally it'll be, it'll be Tuesday nights, sometimes Monday nights, depending on uh, on balls and beers. Um, except for next week, because apparently Lewis is going to be hiding in a cave playing Kingdom Hearts. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I've been week? waiting. Yeah, it, it releases uh, Monday night, so it's all of Tuesday I'm playing. I've been waiting for this game for 14 years, so I'm gonna call either you on re- Tuesday. Yeah. My phone will be off. My phone will be completely off. Okay, I'll just show off. up. I'll show up. You show up to his house to do like a like a kidnapping. <laughs> <laughs> hey, you guys are more than welcome to come and and record here while I'm playing. That's cool. And and let's be honest. Let's be honest, Lewis. No, you're man. you're gonna get it Monday night. It's gonna take sixteen hours to download. Even with your disc. And then uh, <laughs> yeah, even with the disc. And then another like few hours to. Uh, to like download all the patches uh, to the uh, PlayStation and all that. So really, once we're done recording, you can probably squeeze like two hours <laughs> in before you have to go to bed. Yeah, you probably. Yeah, uh, actually, you probably won't have the game until after the recording. <laughs> I think David's right. <laughs> Screw you guys. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to Disneyland. <laughs> uh, so, um. Before we end the show, I did I did want to have one last I had a, a final thought here, um, and and something that came up. Uh, actually, it's good timing that we postponed the show uh, for today so that we could actually talk about this uh, this issue that came up. Um, the uh, the supporters groups, uh, ACB, Galaxians, and the Riot Squad uh, leadership were summoned to dignity. Uh, sorry, to the di- Diggity, the diggity. Uh, yesterday for a meeting with uh, Zlatan, with Guillermo Barascoloto, with Juninho, and with Galaxy Brass, including Chris Klein and Dan Beckerman. Um, they weren't told what this was about, but they showed up. They said Zlatan wanted to talk to them about something, and um, Zlatan wanted to know why the supporters groups don't uh, aren't, aren't all in one place. Um, he said that it would be better for the team. And, uh, apparently, uh, Guillermo Barascoloto said that it's almost necessary for this to happen. If the team, if the team is to win and what they wanted to do is they wanted to, um, condense all of the supporters groups into one place. So they all want it. They want to move all the groups into the north end, which is uh, where ACB is and the Galaxian. So that means moving Riot Squad from 138 and, and 137 over to the other side, uh, mainly because they want to put away supporters in that top section uh, where we sit, actually, uh, where how my season tickets are. How stupid no, is that? No. Um, like I mean, how seats. absolutely stupid is that? Not only, and, not only will they be significantly louder they can um, throw shit by being up there but up you top. also have exactly like uh, a, a a a um a, a fan base that we know is um a, a fan base that we know is likes to throw rowdy stuff. and likes to throw stuff and i mean and we are you know clear targets <laughs> down there that is a uh what 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 a great idea no sure. it's just not the right but, thing to do yeah but, yeah but but uh, but you know Really, so we, we've seen a little bit of this, even though we're not part of these supporters groups, we, 
we know a little bit about each one of them. Uh, we know a little bit of their history, uh, maybe a little more with the Riot Squad. But certainly for the front to come to them and be like, they put Zlatan out there and they're like, hey, they're going to agree to this because Zlatan's asking them. And I got to say, all the respect in the world to the Riot Squad leadership to basically tell Zlatan no, because that's what they did. They said, no, we're not moving. And apparently there's a, there's a point where, you know, Zlatan, obviously, he didn't look happy about being told no. I'm sure he's not used to being told no. But there was also a point where they kind of got on Klein, according to, uh, you know, this is all in, documented in the, in the Riot Squadcast. So if you want more information, obviously, go go listen to their show. But for the, for the front office to come and they say, hey, we're going to move you to a supporters group, a supporters group that has a section carved out. And it's synonymous with that section. Because when I think about the Riot Squad, I think about Section 138. Um, they have a nonprofit tied to them called 138 so just to be like think like hey month before the season starts let's just move one of our supporters groups um that that seems really really messed up and one of the things that we got on the galaxy about last year was their failure to understand or or sympathize with their supporters and this to me sounds like they double down on that well, to so, me, it sounds like they were just they're they're oblivious to it too. I mean, to like yeah. you said, just to to do it at this point, at this moment, it's like really. So you never really even thought about this. There's um, how am I gonna say this? Um, I mean, there's a way to do things. I think I understand what they're trying to do. You know, they're trying to create that atmosphere that obviously isn't there compared to other um, stadiums or, uh, around the league. Um, one of the arguments is, uh, that, that I can pose to that is that the newer teams, or I'll call them the post-Beckham uh, era teams that um, that came about after uh, he joined MLS, um, by that time, the league was already, you know, grounded. Uh, the sport had already was catching on. Um, we did well in, in the 2002 World Cup where you got significantly more fans of the sport, um, arguably, around that time. Um, this is when, you know, this was the, the, the heyday of, like, you know, the Donovan and Beasley, who was playing in MLS at the time. Um, was. Beasley's still playing. Beasley's still playing. Well, so is Donovan, just not in MLS. MLS. Um, Beasley's a robot. Beasley's a, yeah, yeah. <laughs> He's going to be like the the Dick Clark of MLS. But yeah, what you're saying is, you know, post but, post those teams, there's more right, of a fanatical teams, base. Yeah, and you know, you look at the original ten teams, look at their attendance, look at their stadiums, uh, yeah, look at their fan base. I mean, <laughs> we're, it, it, it's we're old, day. man. We want to sit it, down. It, it's, it's not the same. <laughs> look, look at look, look at what happened. Uh, I mean, let me drink my they, they carved they carved this space. They carved. They made the landscape. Right. They made the ground fertile so that these teams come in and be what they are. And be what they are, exactly. So, you know, and, and uh, you know, like you look at San Jose, you know, 
they they actually left to Houston, came back, and you know they they still don't have you know the the same type of fans that you'd see in Seattle, Portland. DC United barely, barely got their own stadium uh, in the middle of the season. You know, New York doesn't have that fan base. Um, Tampa Bay doesn't even exist anymore. Dallas doesn't have that fan base. The one, the one exception is Kansas City when they mm-hmm. rebranded. It's the, it's the only one that actually. But to um, me, that almost seems like it was a new team in that post Beckham era. Right. It, it, it seems that way because of the, uh, the rebranding. I, yeah. I agree. The, the, the whole point is, is that the culture um, of those original 10 are, are not the same as the culture as what you're seeing now in Atlanta, in Seattle, look, look in, at, in Cincinnati. Look at New England. Good God. Yeah, New England. There's another one. That's another original. That's just. I mean, it, it's that's like a, you know, I don't want to say it's a black eye, but I mean, it, it certainly is an eyesore when you're seeing that on national uh, a national televised game. I mean, that doesn't look good. Which is why I'm assuming as part of the reasons why you're saying, hey, we need you guys to move, uh, become one big supporter group, and um, you know, make it louder and whatnot. And this is something that we have complained about about how the atmosphere in the stadium, yeah, it's not the same. But it's not necessarily the supporters group's quote-unquote job to make sure that happens. They're doing it out of you know their own will. They're doing it because they want to do it. No, that's what They're I'm doing saying. It because it's the age of the they, fan base, man. Like, cause we've been around for a while. We're, you know, we're kind of... Yeah, that, that could be it. Yeah. it, it and, and definitely, like, there's more... It feels more organic. You know, you can have... You can have supporters groups all in one section, you know, that fills up an entire area that is organized and orchestrated by a a front office of a team. Um, And then you have, like Lewis said, you have our our, our fan base. Yeah, the Riot Squad and the Galaxians and ACB aren't, they, I don't think the three of them support the team in the same way and i think that's you know yeah. one of the one of the issues if you think about like uh if you look at dc united you look at uh Barra brava and you look at the screaming eagles there are two very different supporters groups that were in the same section and they managed to make it work but that was out of necessity at rfk and and the bouncing stands in the section that they were in um now that they're in this in this other um newer stadium it doesn't seem like they have as big of a um, an impact, uh, they're certainly not as visible, at least in the games that I've seen. Uh, you know, in DC, for the Galaxy, it's the three supporters groups. Maybe one day will. My hope is that they'll each grow to a point where it doesn't matter that they're in different sections. There's enough spread out where everybody's involved. You're never going to get the bougie seats. You know, you're never going to get those people to stand up and, and support the way that any one of those supporters groups but do. That's, but that's also L.A. culture. Yes, you're I not, agree. You're, you're not going to get that same type of passion. I mean, for any sport. I mean, you, ha- you, you <coughs> excuse me, even if you have a good team, you're not going to have the same passion as you would mm. somewhere else in the country. E- either way, like I said, a lot of respect goes to the, the leadership over at the Riot Squad um, and the leadership so, at Galaxians and, and ACB because as soon as they said no, ACB and, and the Galaxians backed the Riot Squad's decision. They said, okay, then, it, then we're not going to force the issue. 
And it's not because they don't get along, it's because they certainly do. They've they've done joint um, uh, away away viewings uh, this this whole last year. Um, I just think that they're different, and and it and it's weird that you're trying to force a culture change, and it's it's a bad look. It's a really bad look for the Galaxy front office. I I think like Bobby said, it's it's very tone deaf. Um, they're trying to force something that they want because it's going to make them look better. And really it's just, it, to me, it, they, they made a whole lot of enemies. I think a part this of time. this, Oh, well, okay. So here's the thing. I'm, I'm going to say two things before we, before we sign off here. N- number one, um, it, it is a front office job to, in a way to get the fans in the stadiums to have a good time. You can't just say, your seat is your benefit. You're in the game. You do what you want there. I mean, you have to have some sort of something to go in there and say, hey, go in there, have a good time, you know. That's when create you make the standing atmosphere. only section. Yeah, exactly. I mean, you're doing certain things to, like, kind of, like, push it toward that. To force, you know, to force get, the, that area to be that way. Yeah, you know, just something like, hey. Um, if you if you're giving away like you know imagine you know, those, if they bounce imagine sticks. if the where you stood can like go up and down and bounce you then you're bouncing the whole game like RFK, like they used to yeah yeah <laughs> uh, no but I mean like if like if something like you know I'm not saying it's specifically this but something like you know they used to give away those drumsticks or if they give away like that's true too yeah. uh, like those those like like hey, foam fingers here's a here's a right like here's a here's a rally towel with with our colors on it or here every seat has this particular thing where we're asking you to hold it up yeah. and it's going to create this, you know, something like that where like, Hey, get involved. And eventually maybe you get to the point where what you're, what you are trying to do. That's the FO's job. It's not necessarily the supporters group to make sure that everyone you're is right. in That's on true. it. I mean, right, like right now it's BYOB. Like, you know, just bring your own, right. you know, bring your own much. scarf and stuff. Like they don't give you really much stuff to you. Really... Bring your own support. Yeah. 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 But, but yeah, no, but, you're right. But even the riot squad had, even the riot squad has come out and said um, that uh, they, they have told us, Hey, you know, we would love to get our entire section singing and dancing and cheering and jumping for 90 minutes, but we can't force anyone to do that. Even if they're in our section, if you're coming in here, you're just hanging out and you're having a good time. Then so be it. We're all about that as well. You're not mandated to, you know, sing along or do whatever. So in that sense, I also respect that as well. However, it seems that a lot of fans that aren't in supporters groups are actually against the supporters groups when it comes to this issue. Um, have you guys been? Oh, I know, Bobby, you, you wouldn't go on it, but David, have you seen like the comments on Reddit? No, I, they're they're pretty I don't much Reddit. okay. Well, they're pretty <laughs> much they're pretty much on the side of the FO. And not the supporters groups here. So there's actually they're causing a there there is a rift at least momentarily right now between the people that are in a supporters group and the ones that aren't. The ones that but, aren't are actually in favor that they move and that they join one huge supporter group. Now most of the comments are along those lines. Every so often there's a rebuttal, but 
a could mm, I don't doubt uh, that the amount. majority of those people don't really understand the history of that of, of exactly. what's going on. As okay, well. so here's so here's and, the thing, and, of and all I'm the willing comments, to bet that a lot of those comments, people... and I want to read you this one because this one really stood out to me. Okay, um, sign off. And and it stood out so much that uh, Mike Gray of uh, LAG Confidential actually took it and 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 posted it on Twitter, and I go, you know what? It obviously the guy who wrote it hit something because this particular comment stood out to me as well. And, uh, uh, if you guys allow me to read this really quickly, cool. um, I'll allow it. Um, the, the guy, uh, you know, I won't even say the name. You guys would just, if you guys want to look shall. at it, it's there, but, uh, get to it, man. Comment says, quote, <laughs> Zlatan in about- his demands <laughs> has been nothing but great transforming the FO and galaxy for the better. I think it's dumb for all these supporters to demand changes when they aren't willing to do the same back. It's not like the FO is asking for them to change their name or not to chant or not to do TFOs or anything. It's quite the contrary. They want more of it. But instead, all the supporter groups are being petty about who's more special. It's all just ego-driven. Zlatan might not know the history between anything, but you really think he'd stick his neck out unless he thought it, would be for the, it wouldn't be for the better? It's not like the FO can really force Zlatan to do these things for them. He does it on his own accord because he probably thinks it's a good idea and he willingly falls on the sword for them. The team knows you are all passionate about the team. The comment saying people around the stadium don't understand is an excuse. I used to stand with the Riot Squad. I stand together with ACB, Lars, and the Galaxians during away matches. To say that I don't support because I'm not in their section is ignoring the fact that we pay money for our season tickets and travel to away games too. I'm constantly bringing people out to the games, getting people involved, and preaching Galaxy stuff. I get it, though. You want to hold on to the sweet past. MLS has moved on. U.S. supporters' culture has moved on. This is no different than the FO being stuck on past glory and being complacent on just winning five titles. End quote. Good night, everybody. That actually really (laughs) stood out to me because there's a couple good points that he makes there. And he's not completely, like, wrong, and he's not ranting, like, ridiculously. Sure. There's Look, there's a way. There's a way to, to do this, and then there's the way that the Galaxy FO decided right, to do it. Right, And I, I think that's I where the major issue comes. I think if this is something that had been in the works, that had been talked about, and and really what, what might be needed is supporter group therapy sessions. Um, because, and it could, and it needs to be something done without the, sort of supervision of the front office because I think that that then it becomes more of a they're trying to police the these groups and and I think the the shift was coming um and and if they would have let it happen organically I think it would have been better I think um you know the fact that they all grouped together for away days and um and and for uh remote viewings that's good that's a good step that's further than they have been in the past but the fact that they're the front office and and Zlatan maybe without even uh realizing it come out and said you guys need to do this well you know as you said there's egos involved uh there's history that they're trying to think that they feel like it wasn't a big deal you know Mm, I think the galaxy felt Uh, like that's what I'm telling you they're tone definite I feel like they didn't think it was a big deal. That's why, again, showing that like, they came like, to them almost, so late and so 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 late to the beginning of the preseason, 
shows it shows the fact that yeah. they weren't really thinking about it at all. They weren't thinking about their like uh, almost like they were expecting them to go. Oh, what yeah. did we think of that? Yeah, like oh yeah, of course. Like, you know, oh, without duh. thinking about it, and that's what I kind of yeah. feel like this 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 writer is saying as well. I mean, he has a lot of great points for sure, or he she, um, a great a lot of, a lot of great points. But like, it's also still like it seems that you're offend you're too offended. Like you feel like you don't like I don't see the supporters blaming any other fans right now. Like I don't see that. Like so I don't yeah. I, I don't understand why he feels he or she feels so offended by it. Um, I, I completely understand that they want, you want to make the, 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 the environment better, um, and, and more up to par to how MLS is at now. Um, cause I'm there with you too. Cause I, well, I've been complaining about, about this for a few years now, um, about, about how it, it, I just don't feel like that, that vibe is there any, anymore, unless we have specific games, but they're far and few between where I feel like it's a huge thing from back in the days, you know, for sure. But, yeah. um, but yeah, that's that's just I just feel like the nuances are 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 being overlooked and that's where the tone deafness comes in on both sides. I mean I not I not, think not, it's, not the supporter even, sides, that's not what I mean. I don't want to sound like Trump. On both sides, I mean, they're all good. Even all really if you're good. theoretically making one big supporter group and they're on one side of the field. So one side of the field is loud. Well, where's the rest of yeah, the field? Yeah, where's the, yeah, yeah, exactly. That and then how are we going to get the calls? I, like I really like the calls back and forth in the stadium. I really believe that's a <laughs> mm-hmm. that's a really big staple, you know. And and that kind of gets and that kind of actually gets more of the entire the the entire uh, uh, stadium into it a little bit more. Kids yeah. love it. Yeah. People love it. You know. Yeah. So like that's you're going to be taking away from that. I, I think I I think it's easy to sit back from the outside and say, you know. This is how this is how it should be done. Um, this is how it's done in other you know in other uh, markets. But I, I really just think that they they picked at a healing scab and opened that wound back up again. And and now it's going to be a while before it's yeah it's like something something really changes. You know. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's unfortunate. And and I, I like I said I, I it's a really bad look for the FO who already is is sort of known for not having it, a great relationship with its fans. Um, yeah, I, although I, I do agree with you that in the face of in the face of immense pressure where you have Zlatan who is a huge personality and the coach and the GM and the president and apparently the shadow president Oh, they played a heavy hand. They played a heavy hand, for sure. You know, I mean, they they knew exactly what they were doing. And I think Zata knew what he was doing as well, to a certain degree. Um, I'm pretty sure they probably didn't expect them to say no. So I do agree with you. Like, hey, you know, you have your... um, You got your principles in order. And in the face of that much pressure, you still were able to, like, no, we're good. You know, like, uh, you know, thanks, but no thanks. Um so I mean, but but again, I think I agree with David. It's the way that you did it that was was incorrect. There's other ways to do it. It is your job to have a festive environment. It, you got to figure out how to do it, and it's not the supporters' group's quote unquote job. There could have been a be whole conversation that. about it in the off season. There could have been a whole thing to see if it. Yeah, it I mean, it, it could have been. Yeah, it could have been. It could have been like, hey, I mean, again, also not the supporters' group's job, but you could have said. 
you know, let's gather them all together. Hey, how can we improve? That's what you I'm know, saying. Right. Like we could the, on the off season, the, uh, this whole thing could have been compl- like just talked out and see yeah. what we could have created, what would have worked. Not, not, not just a decision and saying you game. You know, like no, yeah, right, more, right. More like, like, how can we make things easier for you guys? Not hey, we're, you should do this. And apparently, you know, and the one thing that we didn't talk about, uh, you know, and and like I said, if you want more details, go listen to Rod's podcast. Um, apparently there was a threat of removing, uh, supporter, uh, like privileges from the riot squad if they weren't yeah, going to comply. No, that's not, I mean, at that point, see, at that point, you're, you're basically, you're basically ridiculous. blackballing your, your supporters. And again, that goes back to like, there's a way to do things and you're not necessarily doing it in a way that is, you know, you're treating it as like, you know, um, you know, extortion pretty much, mm-hmm. you know, and, and that's just like, you know, to, to do that to your, your most loyal fans. I mean, again, that, that that's not how you go about it, but, uh, you know, I, I got to figure, I mean, the, the, the guy in the post, I mean, obviously uh, there's no way that he's some sort of insider. Um, but you know, he makes a point about Zlatan saying, look, he, he probably thought it was a good idea. I don't think it came from the FO. I think he was in line with that as well, but I got to figure, you know, whose call was it to do that? I mean, obviously we're all going to be pointing to Klein. Um, but, um, it, it, it is, it is a black guy. Um, and I hope that it gets, you know, settled, uh, you know, quicker sooner than later, because, um, especially in a season where we talked about optimism. I mean, this is, uh, this is one hell of a way to start a season. If you're, uh, if you're the riot squad, you know, it, it's a big slap in the face. Yeah. And you shouldn't like, you really shouldn't put, you shouldn't really put any pain on, on supporters that been supporting the team in the last two years when we've yeah, been one of again, the worst teams in the in the league. So yeah, like, and, and again, it's not their it's it's not their job. I mean, you yeah. may as well you may as well like you know have a public service announcement in the middle of a game and says it's it's your fucking fault <laughs> this team is it ha- has been fallen from from where it was. It's like what the hell? Like you didn't know? Like what the hell are you talking about? You know, it, it's it was just a uh, you know. It was just an extremely odd way uh, of doing that, and yeah, like I said, I, I think I think their intentions of look, we need to make something, we need to do something to to get this atmosphere better. But yeah, you got to find another way. That 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 was certainly not the way. Start to do winning. It. So start. Well, yeah, that'll, that'll, that'll help. Yeah. That'll help a lot. That'll help a lot. I just like getting straight to the facts. all right guys well thank you for listening this is la is our house episode 144 i'm here with david and lewis welcome back you guys glad to be back guys a whole whole nother season in 2019 it's gonna be fun and this is bobby talk to you guys later later good night Bye. bye thank you for listening to la is our house Follow us on our website, laisourhouse.com, and sign up for our monthly newsletter for upcoming articles and special content. Follow us on our Twitter for all of the up-to-date news in our soccer world. You can also find us on Facebook, Instagram, iTunes, and SoundCloud. Hit that subscribe button, and we'll see you in the next episode.